Hello to our listeners. Hello. Jimmy Washburn and Marcia Epstein and talk with me on Marcia.com. This is our monthly fun time. Where we talk about anything and everything <laughs> under the sun. Who knows what will come up? In fact, we don't know. We never know. <laughs> So this is a treat for your listening <laughs> pleasure and probably a couple of nudges out the door, you know, little little reminders, little thoughts, because you're going to hear us laugh and you're going to think, well, if they're having such a good time talking about that, that they're going to do, maybe I might do something too. That's right. <laughs> and I must say, I am so happy that I am sitting right in front of this little tiny bouquet of the most fragrant um peonies uh that are so i'm just if i if you hear a lot of (laughs) it's because i'm like trying to stuff all that up nose right now (laughs) a little aromatherapy yeah it's fabulous it's the best it's the advantage of living where the lot's kind of shaded because our peonies bloom later than other people's. Yeah, mine yeah. mine are just now blooming. And I always go through the the dilemma, do I cut them because I want them inside so I can smell them? Yeah. Or do I like to look at them out on the bush? Yeah. I think I'll cut them. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have many I don't bushes. have many. Yes. Yeah, I don't. We used to when we lived in the country and uh-huh. we only brought one in with us. Uh-huh. And it's it's kind of puny, you know. It takes a puny puny. But they 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 grow. They yeah. they get more yeah. flowers, they get more <clears throat> Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. And finally, after um this year our Oh, what are those things called? <laughs> I'm so bad. I am not a gardener. I am not an outdoor person. And but lilacs. I oh, love lilacs and yeah. peonies. And I've always wanted a lilac bush. Mm-hmm. And when we moved into town, Daniel had some lilac bushes planted out at the farm that never took off. I swear to God, he'd had these, he'd had this one particular lilac bush planted for 25 years and wow. it was a foot tall oh my weird. It, it was in the shade it never took off but it lived and wow. so he brought it in and he planted it and i'm going and i don't even think that is a lilac bush uh-huh. and i poo pooed it and finally it, for three years it would grow like hmm, three inches hmm, uh-huh. three inches and then this year six feet Wow. And we finally got blooms. So Aww. that was nice. So I can't that wait. Nice. Next year it will be even better. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I'm interested in flowers and herbs. And they have to be easy, though. I'm not yeah. really a great tender. And I'm not a fan of mosquitoes. And that's always the thing that gets me out of the mm-hmm. yard work. It's like yep. I'm getting covered with bites morning or evening when I'm doing this stuff. And mm-hmm. that makes it not much fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I long for a screened-in porch, actually, so I could admire them from safety, bug safety. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm not, I'm not a big – this time of year is perfect. And go out and enjoy it. Uh-huh. But um, – Two weeks from now, mm-mm, uh-huh. they'll probably be bug infested. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully Daniel will be home by then and he can tend the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's been wonderful. And I, I know I talk about this a lot, but I encourage people to get out and just walk in nature. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to the point where it's warm enough that I'm doing my barefoot walking in Haskell, which is oh, always nice. my favorite. Yeah. Always my favorite. 
had one bad experience last year when I stepped on some plant that I had a, a, a reaction to. But Ooh. it's the first time in years. So it's like, yeah, hey, it's only yeah. once a lot, a lot of walks. So, hey. Yeah. But it's just, there's something about feeling the earth and it just seems like the right thing to do. And people, you're kind of weird. And all <laughs> the, the people that work out at Haskell recognize me. They're doing it. Yeah. Because I come out and go and I walk. And <laughs> He's happy. Yeah. We're getting ready two weeks from now for our annual Wilson camping trip. So that's uh, that's on my mind. It's always fun to go out there. I know that's the one place that in the Southwest, I could stay outside all the time. Uh-huh. But I love Wilson, even though it's blustery. <laughs> it's like really blustery. Yeah. Um, yeah, the wind blows like crazy out there uh-huh. every night about it will pick up. And I mean, we've experienced 50 mile an hour winds. Many, many tents have been lost at Wilson. Oh, wow. Where is it? It's practically in the middle of the state. It's okay. one hour west of Salina okay. and slightly north. Wilson, Kansas, okay. um, Lucas, Kansas, in that area. Yeah. And it's a beautiful lake. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. I was wondering because of the wind, and it made me think about when I was doing some work in Hayes, Kansas, which is yeah. farther west from Salina. <clears throat> and some one of the guys we were working with on this this training project, he was talking about his motorcycle riding. And he said, because of the winds, there are literally certain times of day when riders ride around there right. because of the winds. Yes. And they're too strong at certain times. Yeah, they'll blow you over. <laughs> it will blow you over. I I lived in Chicago and I know about blowing over. Uh-huh. I saw many, many instances where I actually saw a woman walking her little dog down the street and the dog was lifted up by the wind. Wow. And it, around the Hancock building, they would put ropes you to hold on to wow. because the wind would dip down in between those skyscrapers and just literally take you off your feet. Oh my so I know about wind and Wilson has wind. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wichita has wind too. Uh-huh. It's insane down there sometimes, but um, yeah, Wilson is, is very interesting. You know, that's also um, Lucas is the home of, of many, many folk art Uh things. And it's my contention that by the time you're 80 and you've lived out there all your life and experienced that wind, you have nothing left to do with your brain, but build (laughs) weird art. Because there is some, it's astounding, the art out there. I, that's the best day trip in, in Kansas, I think, is Uh to drive out to Lucas and, and enjoy the, uh, the folk art museum and the, the uh, Garden of Eden and uh-huh. the giant bathrooms that are in, <laughs> built in the shape of a toilet. I mean, that's just genius stuff. <laughs> so it's off I seventy, right? Yeah, yeah, straight shot out. I think the I think the exit is two ninety three or something. I've been uh-huh. traveling it for for twenty years, uh-huh. but um, it's to Lucas, Kansas, and. It's about a three and a half hour drive from Lawrence, from Lawrence. Uh Yeah. And, um, you know, we talk about things to do in Lawrence all the time. And, but if you want to venture out for an afternoon and then coming back, you can swing back and go through, um, Oh, uh, what's the little Swedish town? Lindsborg. Lindsborg, which is darling, but not on Monday because nothing's open in Lindsborg on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. So 
it's a, it's a charming little, and you can, or you can swing up north and go through the rock city where the, all the, the rocks at the, it's just this guy's pasture and it's open to the public, uh -huh. but at these crazy rock formations, it's mushroom rock, I think is what it's called mushroom rock. And these crazy rock formations look like giant mushrooms and there's about wow. 20 of them and then that's it. <laughs> that's all there is. <laughs> Something to ponder. Yes. How do yeah. these mushroom rocks grow? <laughs> and we went to last year, we went on Thursday night uh, during our camping week. We went to a brewery in Sil Sylvan Grove. Who knew? Sylvan Grove has a population of maybe 500. Wow. And, but they've got a brewery. Uh -huh. So that was fun, too. It's a, uh -huh. it's a fun little area to explore. Yeah. See, there's lots of cool stuff in Kansas. Tons of cool stuff, really. <laughs> yeah. 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 So speaking of travels, I have to ask, you and your beloved husband are currently in different places <laughs> yes. as he's doing a, a solo road trip, right? Yeah, I call it his man trip on a, in a man camper. <laughs> it's, um, yes, he took off, well, Saturday it will be a month ago. Wow. Yeah, he's time. been gone a month, and I have a feeling he's meandering his way home. He's had many interesting experiences, but he. I mean, wait a minute. That means he left on four twenty. <laughs> he did, yeah. I think he did, or four twenty-one. I don't know, but yeah. Well, a long time ago, and it was a trip. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone up. He's never. He had never been to Yellowstone. He wanted to go to Banff. He 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 likes driving vacations. Mm -hmm. Drive, explore, camp drive, explore camp. Mm -hmm. So he, um, he's put many, many, I don't know how many miles he has put on this truck. I know that many, many tanks of gas have been purchased because I can follow him on the credit card, but, um, he started out and went up to Mammoth Park over to Yellowstone, up to Montana, out West to Seattle, wow. where he had a chance encounter with a friend of ours that lives in Seattle, cool. spent the evening with him. Then he was going to go up to Vancouver and go over to Vancouver Island. And my husband is a bit of a tightwad. And he found out that the ferry from Vancouver to Vancouver Island was $57 one way. Oh. He said, I could have flown for that. And I said, well, yeah, yeah I probably could have. Um, and it was, he's got, it's, too early. He's gone like three weeks too early for every place. Uh, there was only one campground in Yellowstone open oh no. in, the, in the Southern part. And, uh, he went, he went through and on his second, it was full. And he, on his second lap through a guy said, Hey, come on, you can share my campsite with me. So he's had those kind of experiences where uh, things aren't open yet. Wow. Um, so he got up to Vancouver Island and, and discovered that, uh, a lot of the places where he thought he might be able to camp weren't open and it's really kind of populated now. <laughs> so he went on and he went um, east on his way to Banff. And on his way to Banff, he stopped at one of the things that happened was he stopped at a little fishing store and talked to the guys and got in his truck to leave and um, ran into a guy's truck. <laughs> car and knocked out the window so he went he found the guy who was the owner of a deli there and went in and admitted what he had done and made 
arrangements for insurance. And the guy started chatting him up and he ended up giving him a bowl of soup and a piece of bread. And <laughs> he's known as the soup Nazi in the area. Um, and, and so then from there, he went to Banff, headed over to Banff and was gone off signal, untouchable, yeah. didn't know where he was for four days. And yeah. He had wow. told me afterwards, he said, but you said for, that I needed to stay someplace for three days. And I said, you need to tell me you're going to stay someplace that's not, yeah, you know, in any kind of range of anything. Yeah. So I was like tracking the, looking at the credit card and seeing where he bought gas last. So he'd be within a 300 mile radius of that. So when I had to call the mounted police uh -huh. to say he's missing. Uh -huh. And um, on the fourth day, fifth day after he bought gas, fourth day after I talked to him, um, he called at lunch just as I had decided when I got back to, I was in Wichita, I was driving back to Lawrence and I had decided I'm going to call my cop friend and see what do I do now? Uh -huh. And he called and he had been often, but it, snow, it was cold. It was 15 it's degrees. In Denver right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And now he's in Utah at four corners. So then he came down through Idaho, went to Boise, Idaho, saw a friend or a niece, met a grand niece he had never met before. Then went into Utah, which was really kind of, we're both high desert people and it's so gorgeous to me. I mean, he'd send pictures back from Banff and I'm going, what kind of fresh hell is that? It's snow, <laughs> it's mountains. It's I just, That's not my thing. He gets into Utah and I'm going, oh, I want to go. But um, so he's in Utah now. His, his latest uh, interesting encounter was with a raven. So he explored the canyon lands and arches and all that. And he's started to make noise about... Um, He's ready to come home. He's mm -hmm. he's done camping. And I said, but the thing is, you're so close to like Powell and, and Bryce. And that's mm -hmm. you've always wanted to go to those places. Mm -hmm. His his dream is to sit in the slot canyons and Bryce and play flute. Oh. Right? But he and so he's on his way. But he's not he's feeling really tense and his stomach's oh. kind of in knots. And he's Daniel. If you don't know Daniel, he's if you were any more laid back, he'd be dead. He's just, he is a laid back guy. There is nothing that phases this guy. He never gets mad. He never gets upset. Well, maybe I can count on, after 26 years, I can count on two hands, probably the times he's gotten upset. And he was feeling really uncomfortable and he's driving down the road and there's this little black object in the middle of the road. And as he gets closer, he sees it's a raven and the raven is not moving or a crow in our world. And crow is kind of his animal. He, he talks to crows. He does crow imitations and talks to them. And um, it's sitting in the middle of the road and it's not moving. And it's not injured. It's just not moving. Mm -hmm. And so he pulled off the side and he had a little conversation with the raven. And he turned around and went back the way he came. He did not go to Bryce. He did not go to uh, Lake Powell. Okay. And went back and uh, he said he the minute he turned around and started on the road back, his stomach loosened up, his tightness in his chest loosened up, he felt lighter. And he said, you know, there was a reason I wasn't supposed to go there. We'll never know why, but uh -huh. that was a reason he wasn't supposed to go to Bryce. Perhaps it was because he needed to experience nine inches of snow <laughs> in, in, in four corners. So 
he went to another town. I can't think of the name of it, but they have these ancient, like 1200 AD towers that were built. And uh, no one really knows their purpose, but they were built in this little town. It's in the Utah slash, it's in the Four Corner area. So, so he's exploring Four Corners today, and he texted me last night and said he thinks he's going to go through Salida, fish a little bit, and then fish through Kansas. So it could be another week by the time that starts happening, because fishing is, is his deal. So. Uh-huh. So yeah, he's had quite of an experience and I have too, because I don't like being alone. Yeah. I have discovered. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. To, I didn't, I thought this would be his journey, uh-huh. but it's really, it's kind of been both of our journeys. Uh-huh. I've, I've kind of learned a lot about myself too. Uh-huh. Like I'm a giant slug on the couch most of the time. <laughs> I always thought I was a goer. I'm not. <laughs> so you're it's going been interesting. when you have a buddy around. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, and it's just nice. I really am coupled for a reason. It's nice to come home and have somebody to talk to, uh-huh. even if you don't talk much, you know, because after you've been married 26 years, conversation starts lagging. Uh-huh. And uh, but it's just nice to have that presence to yes. have, know that somebody is there. Yes. And I think it's different. The thing that I think has been different for me is that there's been no end end game here. I when he first started talking about this, he said he'd be gone maybe five months mm-hmm. and that's kind of unsettling. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you know, if your spouse is gone for a week or your partner's gone for a week, you know, they're coming back, you know, so you, you go, Oh, well, I, now I can really get some stuff done and I've got to do it by Friday. And, uh-huh. but with this, it's kind of unknown. And it took me a long time to settle into being by myself. Uh-huh. So it's been kind of an interesting journey that way too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have you been by yourself much? Or no. You, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm a serial marrier <laughs> and uh, a serial relationship person. And when I, when I do go out, it's with groups of people. Uh-huh. I don't spend a lot of time by myself. Uh-huh. It's, and you know, that's another thing when you're, when you're coupled and your husband or your spouse or your partner is retired and they're home all the time, you long for those days that they could just leave for a day and you could be by yourself. You know, I want the house to myself a lot. Well, now I have the house to here. (laughs) So it's, it's been really interesting. So you're learning about yourself. Yeah. 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 So are you choosing to do a lot of activities, plan a lot, you know, take a lot of invitations? I haven't. Okay. So yeah, that's a choice too. Yeah. Um, In fact, you know, because I do go a lot and do a lot, Mm -hmm. um, I haven't done, I've probably done less Mm -hmm. in the last month and I, it's almost been an unconscious choice. Mm -hmm. There were times at the beginning when I was thinking, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And then. And then I went through, well, I'll just go home and be bored, you know? Mm. And then the times I do go out, I've actually found myself leaving earlier than I maybe would have before. And I, I don't know what that's about other than one I was leaving a a gathering and somebody said, why do you have to go home? And I said, I have to go home because it's my choice to leave, not because I have to leave. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's been, Uh uh, yeah, it's been it's been interesting, and 
And I don't, I also, I have not told him a lot of this in our conversations because number one, I don't want him to think he needs to come home because uh -huh. I'm lonely or I'm, you know, going through some stuff and I don't want it to be about me. It's uh -huh. about him. Uh -huh. It's about his trip. You uh -huh. know, he wanted to do this. So, uh -huh. so it's interesting. So he's coming back and then you all are doing a trip. Yeah. Together. <laughs> well, I thought that I would have to go to Wilson by myself, which mm -hmm. was also very um, I was really anxious about that, about not pulling the trailer, but getting the trailer ready and mm -hmm. setting it up and tearing it down and stuff like that. Although I know I'd have lots of help, but um, it's different. You know, you want to do it on your own time and your own mm -hmm. way. And um, but he'll be home in time for us to switch campers and <laughs> go in the camper that I like. <laughs> Yeah, there's a first world problem. We have two campers, right? <laughs> but his camper is on the back of his little Toyota truck. Uh -huh. Or I, I guess it's a Ford. I don't know. But it's a little truck. It's not like a big truck. Uh -huh. And it's one of those shell campers that, you know, goes over the cab and has that's the sleeping area. And he's tricked it all out with, uh, he's got a little stove and a little fridge and wow. microwave. I mean, he's he's set up and it's got a heater and all that kind of stuff. But it's really tiny, mm -hmm. really tiny. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be, <laughs> I love him, but I don't want to be that close all the time. Yeah. I like to spread out a little bit. Uh -huh. So that's his camper. Uh -huh. And then we have a camper that's a little more spread outable. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that's the one we'll take to Wilson. So yeah, he'll turn around and unload one camper and load up the other. So will his journey continue after? Is this a break? I don't or, know. And maybe I he don't doesn't know. know yet. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think he's kind of homesick. I think he's, you know, he just, he's a driver and likes to drive and see. And he's, he's uh, taken some incredible photos. So that's been fun too, uh -huh. to watch the journey. And a lot of people have watched his, on Facebook, watched his photos and said uh -huh. that they really appreciate him posting all the pictures that they get uh -huh. to see it too. So. That's nice. been fun. Yeah. Nice. So Daniel's grand, grand adventure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> might be the first of many or mm -hmm. might have fulfilled a certain need. And Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We did decide that Bryce and Lake Powell will be something that we'll go to together because I'd, I'd like to see it too. Uh -huh. And I told him he was the, he was the, the, the pre the party that goes out and searches and uh -huh. know, gathers information. He's your scout. He's my scout. Yeah. And that he would come back and tell us all these great places to go. So we might do that too. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting yeah. month. I'm ready for it to be done. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate your, your being honest about that. It's, it's being open. Of course you're being honest, but being open, you know, and so as people are listening to, to you talk and thinking about, thinking about, you know, what would it be like for them? What maybe, yeah. Where are the places where we need to push ourselves to mm -hmm. maybe do something that's a little out of our comfort zone or even a lot out of our comfort zone? Yeah. We've kind of always wanted to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is the time. You are the queen of doing things. Well, you know, when he came to me and said he wanted to do this, and at first I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean you're going to be gone for that long? You know, oh. what about what about me? What about me? What about me? Uh -huh. And then I thought all the crazy things I've done. <laughs> over the years, you know, honey, I think I'm going to quit my job, go to school and become an esthetician, uh -huh. you know, and not make money for oh, a long time. Uh -huh. Um, you know, he never once said, are you sure? Uh -huh. He just said, okay. Uh -huh. 
so how could I do anything else for him but uh-huh. just say, yeah, go have a good time and, you know, I'll figure it out. Uh-huh. So what a great example. Well, I mean, people do it all the time, though, you know? Well, some people are very grudge holding and they might yeah. say yes, but they might have meant no and they expected the person to know that they really meant no. And then they're all pissy about yeah. it, you know? Well, perhaps if he had said, I'm going to go to a month long retreat in Hawaii, I would have said, wait a minute. Me too. I, <laughs> I think that is not something you're doing on your own, bucko. <laughs> So I think it does make a difference if he's gone in this little tiny camper and he's going to Banff in the winter, you know, that, that made a difference. <laughs> you go and get the, out of your safety and you're all good. Yeah. yeah. But that's that reminder that things are about compromise too and that we talk about things. Yeah. 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 It's been, it's been good. Uh-huh. So, well, um, yeah, so I don't, I, I may have to mow the lawn one more time. <laughs> With the rain, you probably will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or I could hire the kid across the street. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's always possible. Yeah. I know I can do it. I did it that one time. Uh-huh. Um, I did hire the kid the second time. Uh-huh. But Which is good for the local economy. Of course. He needed the money. Although yeah. I hired the kid and then he made his brother mow the lawn. I thought that was pretty good. Huh, I wonder if both of them took money. For I that. think they did. Because they were both there. Okay. You know, so they probably split it or something. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty funny. Is that an entrepreneurial uh-huh. part? <laughs> Did you pay an employee tax on that? <laughs> the legislator might charge tax. Yeah, this is right. Yeah, yeah. That's well, And when I was saying you've done a lot of things, I was thinking you've got something coming up. I do. I do. Um, Yes, I will be. You can't keep me off the stage, folks. <laughs> I'll keep coming back just like a bad penny. <laughs> I, I will be competing along with nine other contestants. Actually, right now it's just eight out others. So if anybody is interested in, in competing, there's one more slot available. Um, I will be competing in the first uh, major fundraiser for Willow Domestic Violence Center. Um, in their mic drop competition, which is a lip sync competition, much in along the lines of Jimmy Kimmel or LL Cool J's show. And um, we will be competing on June 24th at 7 p.m. at Liberty Hall. And a stage, you know, well, I know. Well, yes. (laughs) Uh, And so we are all lip syncing to whatever song we want Uh and we can have props and people and, you know, do whatever crazy thing we want. Uh And um, we will the winner will take home five thousand dollars. The premise behind it is that we will be we each raise a thousand dollars. So there's a ten thousand dollar known um pot uh-huh. and uh willow gets five thousand and the winner gets five thousand and they the willow will also get all the ticket sales because a lot of the things have been donated uh-huh. in kind donations and so on so it will be their first major fundraiser and i'm really looking forward to it uh-huh. so we've uh, several of us have put fundraising links up on our um Facebook page. Uh And I'm already, I think I'm at 
360 or something like that. And you so just did this yesterday. Yesterday right? at four o'clock. <laughs> by six o'clock, I had $300 or $260. It was exciting. Um, Jessica Pryor put hers up and got like immediately got $1,000 in like four days. So we are blessed with many generous friends uh -huh. and, and we've, we've all decided collectively, again, such a great group of people when they come together for a cause like this, uh -huh. we all decided that if we go over a thousand, we'll just spread it around the other people that maybe don't make a thousand. Oh, nice. We've got a teenager and a tween that are competing along with the adults uh -huh. and the teenager was really freaked out about having yeah. to raise a thousand dollars. It's pretty, it's kind of, you know, it's a little, yeah, something to think about. And she was really freaked out. We all said, don't you worry. We're all going to, we're all going to contribute here. So everybody who makes their thousand dollars plus and Megan Stuckey, uh, who is, works at Willow and is, is the master, the evil mastermind behind this fundraiser, um, is going to have a garage sale. And I think that is on next weekend. So the 24th, maybe the 24th, 25th, next is weekend, that next weekend? It depends on what you mean by next weekend. Not this coming. The Memorial Day weekend. Is Memorial Day weekend, okay. yes. Um, and all of the money from that fundraiser or that garage sale will go to to our pool too. So I'm going to have a... Um, I'm going to have a, 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 oh, I don't even know if this is legal. Maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm accepting donations for a, a, a facial. Nice. So we'll have a raffle. It's a raffle. Chance drawing. It's a chance it's drawing. Yeah, okay. It's a chance phrase. drawing for a facial or maybe a, a a set of facials. Uh -huh. So I'm going to do that. Uh, Jessica is having a, her song that she'll be lip syncing is from the nineties, oh, okay. from the nineties. Okay. And so she's going to have, and she's a Zumba teacher. So she's going to have a Zumba thon with only nineties music. <laughs> so we're doing fun, some fun things to raise uh -huh. the money too. That's so, great. Yeah. That's yeah. I great. think it'll be a hoot. And for people who don't know much about Willow, what would you like to know? Well, gosh. Oh, I brought I brought props for, you know, because I can never remember anything. But um, so Willow is the is the domestic violence survival entity in our town. And um, they have a home that houses 29 people. Um, they offer all kinds of services, not just that. They also are working very heavily in human trafficking now. Um, they do be in supporting people who have experienced human trafficking. Yes, they're not working. <laughs> in, oh my God. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Yeah, there that's good thing yeah. I don't get points for that. Um yeah, they they are helping people that are are surviving yeah. the human trafficking yeah. problems. Um, they also do a, a host of educational programs uh -huh. in town, and so there, you know, it's a it's a vital vital yeah. organization for our community. Yes. They have served um, they've served. Gosh, I I, I want to say in 
last year, well, my little statistics here, 7,000 safe nights of rest. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, uh, 188 women, they've served two that's men. That's in one year. That's about. in one year. Yeah. Uh, two men last year, first mm -hmm. time, I think, men. Um, they, they are funded, half of their funding of their almost $1 million budget comes from a grant, a federal grant. And that grant is expiring in 2018. And we're pretty darn sure that the administration is not going to, to um, reprogram or refund mm -hmm. that program. Mm -hmm. So that's why they're doing some fundraising issues now that they've not yeah, had yeah. to do before because uh -huh. they, they have done fundraisers mm -hmm. and they've always taken donations. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when half of your money comes from a grant and you are going to lose it, mm -hmm. that's pretty stiff. And I want to you know, kind of give a shout out to even the, the origins of this. This was started as the Women's Transitional Care yes. Service in the mid-70s. Yes. And it was started by women who wanted to make sure that other women could have safety. And it was actually a network of safe houses. Yes. And that network of safe houses was activated by, not activated, but accessed by people coming in contact with headquarters counseling mm -hmm. center and we would have a schedule that said on these days these are the, the the people to check with yeah and to to help people get to safety when they needed it and so this is one of those examples of women helping women absolutely and grassroots yeah and that's and, and it's so vital years mm -hmm. you know, and people, yes it was just all volunteers yeah. people opening homes and having homes and yeah. And it just like headquarters started, you yeah. know, little people and, on the, and I on the say lines. And some names like Patty Doria. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you didn't know who that was, Google and, you know, think about this is one of those women who made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Barb Smith, who later was Barb Smith Ravis, who was um, there at, at WTCS, as it was known, yeah. before she was at United Way. I mean, there are all these things, yeah. this ripple effect. It's pretty it's amazing how thing. this town has taken yeah. care of of its own and grown into these huge organizations mm -hmm. that are because doing of because of That's the needs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 You only grow when there is a need. Yeah. And um, so it's, it's pretty astounding. And the people that work there are incredible yeah. and, you know, they have a, they, it's not like they're flaunting that money around right. or using it frivolously. Right. They're, you know, they're, Offices are extremely modest. Their yeah. payroll is extremely modest yeah. for what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's there's a need, and yeah. and uh, it's going to be a loss if they have to cut back severely. So for our listeners, you know, you can Google Willow domestic yes. violence and learn about that. And if you or somebody you know is affected by domestic violence and you're in some other place, there's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Yes, you can, you can find that that resource in terms of the crisis line as well as referrals about where such programs exist all across our country yeah. this is an important thing for people to it know is about. So, so important kudos to you for helping raise money for yet another great cause well thank you it's all fun Good. It's so i mean i i only do what's fun and <laughs> You know, me getting up, making a fool of myself on the stage. And I will tell you, I won't tell you what I'm doing, but I will tell you that it is worth the $35 ticket just to see me. Because <laughs> it's, 
going to be funny. All right. And politically incorrect. <laughs> and we're going to take a quick break here to hear from a couple of the businesses that sponsor LaurenTips.com. And Jenny and I get to say thank you, Daniel Smith, not her husband, Daniel, but Daniel Smith, <laughs> who produces the show. So people get to hear it and enjoy it and learn from it. Welcome back to more Talk With Me with Jenny Washburn and me, Marcia Epstein on LaurenTips.com. And I want to just go through a few special events just to mention in case people don't already know about them. And the obvious one is this show airs the Monday before Memorial Day weekend, yes. which in Lawrence, Kansas this year includes the amazing, wonderful, entertaining Lawrence Busker Festival. Oh, so all much downtown. fun. Um, the Thursday night before the Memorial Day weekend is the Busker Ball. The festival is Friday night, all of Saturday and Sunday afternoon. And it's one of those things you just have to experience to understand. Yeah. It's hard to describe what goes on. There'll be people putting their bodies through tennis rackets. (laughs) Women doing this aerial stuff that is so the aerial, I love it. And street performers doing music and all kinds of things. And you can find out a lot more about that when you go to the website for Lawrence Busker Festival. And it's a, there's a lot of information on that site and you can pull a schedule for each day. So you can actually say, hey, mm-hmm. I wanna make sure I see this act. Yeah. You can see where they are because it really covers several blocks of downtown Lawrence, Kansas for three days. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Yes. So that's, that's one of those things that I think everybody must experience. In fact, I have a friend, a colleague from my work in suicide prevention, who is in the Johnson County area for three months from his home base near oh, London. Right. And he, you know, it's like we were talking about, it's like, Syed, you must come to Lawrence this week. And I'm so sorry, I'm not going to be here. But anyway, oh. but there's a great, there's a great thing going on. And you just got to experience this stuff. They've got to, you really got to know what Lawrence, Kansas and the United States could be like. Oh my gosh. And I, and I have to give a shout out to downtown Lawrence. So the, the first week that Syed was here and he, and he is staying in, in the Johnson County, Kansas area, because that's where this project is he's working with. And so he and, and his, the colleague that was with him, who's also from Great Britain, they, they drive into to Lawrence and he said, and then we drive up to the street and it's just like in the movies. <laughs> A tree-lined street, <laughs> teething with people. These old buildings and people walking and doing things that he was just thrilled with, with what downtown Lawrence came Oh, how fun. Yeah. So Busker Fest is coming up. And then I have to give a shout out to things that relate to reading and performance of readings because that's one of my passions. And, and there's all this cool stuff. Look at the Raven Bookstore's event page on their website. Yeah. Um, if you're not sure you like poetry, I'm going to say go on Friday the 9th of June and hear Danny Kane's book release because Danny is so funny and talented. And you thought poetry was stuffy and you're going to go, I didn't know I'd be laughing yeah. at this whole reading. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, he's doing that. And then the following week after that, Friday the 16th, and I'll have all this stuff on the Talk With Me page. But Annette Billings and Diane Silver yes. have teamed up. They have both done some wonderful writings about hope and affirmations and inspiring hope in people. They're reading together at the Raven on Friday the 16th. And on Saturday the 17th, 
they're hosting a writing workshop at Unity of I Lawrence. know. I won't yes. be here for that. And I re that's the weekend that's I go very to. very cool. No, it's the weekend after I can go you to met, it. There you yeah, because I, I would really like to go to that. Yeah. I'm not, I don't consider myself a writer, uh -huh. but I've done a couple of little workshops and I think their workshop would be really fun. Fun and this is just the time when. Yeah, exactly. We need it. And yes. that out is so, so mm -hmm. great. Topeka's got some really cool things. The two that I want to highlight are the weekend of the 10th and 11th of June, the Gwendolyn Brooks Centennial, and then there's a bowling event for the Equality House. In Kansas oh. <laughs> and then back to Lawrence, because I, I haven't checked the dates of when Jenny and I will record again, but but our friend Deja Brooks, I know. Brandon Eisman, is doing this reading, reading. event. Deja's reading rainbow at the lawrence public library this is this is like a national thing that drag so queens cool. are doing readings at in the children's area at the libraries how wonderful i just that? think it's, it's fabulous there's a facebook event again it's called deja's reading rainbow and look go make sure kids you know and families you know get there yeah what a cool thing shout out to brandon eisman who does so many wonderful things oh he's community. he's a gem yes he is so those are some things I want to make sure that I got to say. Out well, there. and isn't uh, Final Fridays is the weekend of Memorial Day too, isn't it? Yeah, and the Van Gogh Art to Go yes. Parade. There's yeah. All kinds oh, of the Art to Go Parade. <laughs> That's one of my faves. Oh, and then they park the cars in front of the uh, Lawrence Art Center uh -huh. for the evening, and they have a band. Oh my God, that's so all much kinds fun. Of fun stuff will be going yeah, on. the yeah. Batmobile will probably be there again. There's <laughs> really, you know, and so it's like. Get out, try some things that you maybe don't always do, you know, and it's just, it's fun. It's delightful. It's, you'll probably run into people that you haven't seen. Oh, them. I was like, oh, oh absolutely. That, that coincidence. And it's so, it is so kid friendly. Yeah. I mean, this is, it is yeah. fun. Yeah. You know, those kids just plan. They're going to be up late that night Yeah, because this is fun stuff it's going very on. It's fun. Yeah. You know, and speaking of, you know, just how you run into people, you know, it's like, so this was Right after the last time we recorded, because I remember mentioning that my brother's band, which is called Tony, yes. was performing at this barbecue place in Kansas City, in Mission, Kansas, RJ's Barbecue Shack, it's called. So so we went and we had such a great time. But also, so I'm, you know, I'm sitting and talking to, you know, talking to my husband and we're doing what we're doing. And I noticed this person come in. And this is like somebody who's a friend from long ago who I haven't seen. Oh, I love know, that stuff. Who knows? Two, I mean, 15 yeah. years, 20 years? I don't wow. know, a long time. And it's like, Brand? <laughs> like, oh my God. Isn't that fun? Yeah, and you have to be out of public for these things yeah, to happen. You do, you do. You're not going to get this setting at home. I, I, have, I had a client in this week, and she is a minister in Emporia, but she lives in Lawrence. Her husband's a professor at KU. Uh -huh. And so she travels two times a week to Emporia and stays two or three days and then comes back. And I knew this was going to happen eventually. She said, I think I met somebody that knows you in Emporia because uh -huh. I went to school there and I still have oh. a couple of friends that I see every once in a while. But this particular friend I haven't seen in probably 20 years. And indeed, it was it was an old friend of mine that this woman met at something random. It wasn't church. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> it wasn't where she worked. But so a small world, always a small world. I love yes. it. And that makes me want to say something else out loud. Okay, so also since the last time, some very special people, um, Megan McHenry, who 
Some people know because she's the manager at Third Planet. Some people know because she's an outstanding poet. And now husband, Van Coppen, they married on their property on this rain-drenched day. And it was the most oh. beautiful, beautiful personal ceremony ever. And and I, I adore Megan, and I've gotten to know Ben a little bit through Megan, and uh -huh. I'm so happy for them. And so we we went, we were able to be there for their wedding. I just, we had both, my husband and I had both come back from out-of-state trips. I'd been at my suicideology conference mm -hmm. in Phoenix. He'd been at our niece's graduation in Michigan, you know, and, and this was the, the morning, the, the day after we'd come home late night, um, right before that. So we get to go to Megan and Ben's wedding, and it was so lovely, and it was full of wonderful love and energy and great people. And had this great conversation with John Solbach, who oh, is yeah. an attorney, is mm -hmm. a Vietnam combat veteran, and he started telling stories about that. And and we were as we were talking before the the thing for the wedding, the thing, and then Thomas <laughs> Pilacruz. But part of their wedding ceremony was another wonderful poet, Robert Knapp, reading a couple of poems that Megan and he had 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 agreed upon. And the first one is the little story, The Owl and the Pussycat. Oh. And they start reading this, and, and Robert has a wonderful presentation of it. And I am immediately brought back to when Kyle and I married, my dear friend and cousin, Marty Cohen in Brooklyn, one of the gifts that he sent to us was this glass that's painted. It's not leaded glass, mm -hmm. but it's but is it's the owl. Owl and the pussycat. And it's like, this needs to be passed on. Oh, nice. And so, Good idea. so I was just able to do this the day before recording. I was able to, to stop by at Megan's and just say, I have something that, uh, I, that I, I need to give to you and Ben. And of course, she started crying when she saw what it yeah. was. It's like, but it's happy tears. And it's like, how perfect is this? This summer, Kyle and I will have been married 35 wow. years. So this is something that was given to us by somebody who I adore. Our marriage has been a wonderful marriage that we're so happy is for us. And this this piece of art, we are how beautiful. That's lovely. Yeah, it's That's very was sweet. Such a, a wonderful thing to do. And, and you just, get to declutter. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't big enough to make a big impact that way. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was but it was just, you know, it's like so so we get to think about things like that. We get mm -hmm. to be special in, in special ways that we hadn't expected when we get out of our houses. Yes. <laughs> I know, when we get off the couch. Oh my God. But that's a good thing. Yeah. Good thing. Very so nice. And part of that is, you know, cherishing people who are in our lives, you know. Mm -hmm remembering to say those kind things there's a there's a great ted talk where this guy refers to lollipop moments and the reason that mm -hmm. he refers to them as that is that he, he has this story about as an undergrad um and i don't remember where he went to school but but he had decided on this day when people were standing in line for enrollment or something to gift people with lollipops. oh i heard that one yeah, yes uh-huh you know and so years later this person tells how she had been considering dropping out yeah. that she just felt so overwhelmed and that his interaction with her was what 
pushed her towards, pushed her towards. I'll stay and try this. Mm-hmm. And so it's this this lovely thing of mm-hmm. you know that sometimes we are the ones who have done this thing that we didn't we don't even realize know realize was yes. a big deal. And we have the opportunity not only to do goodness for others, but also one of the types of goodness is by letting people know how yes. to touch us. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's lovely. You know, I, I, that makes me think of when you're in line at a grocery store or a big discount store or something, and people always complain about people's behavior in these stores and how, you know, children are running amok and people are rude. And I always think of it as my Zen moments. Mm -hmm. I love to go to those stores. (laughs) I really do. It's a, it's a great practice for me in mm-hmm. patience. Mm-hmm. It's a great practice to be kind to people. Yes. When the kid is screaming behind you, yeah. you know, say, I'm I'm so sorry that you're having to go through that. Yeah. He must be really tired. Yeah. You know, and not think, what a little brat. He's yeah. not a little brat. He's a kid and yeah. he's expressing himself the only way he knows how. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It's just be kind to people. Yeah. It's so simple yeah. sometimes. And sometimes it's so simple like, like as you say that on my flight back from the conference, it was a packed flight. There were no empty seats. And I watched as people sort of avoided. Some, some families took up a whole mm-hmm. section yeah. in a row together anyway. But I, but as I was walking, as like, you know, down the aisle looking for a place to sit, I see this, this mom with this, I mean, I assume it's mom, and yes, it is mom, of this young child. And the two seats next to them are empty. <laughs> and so I just sit down next yeah. to them, you know, and I said, you know, if it's okay with you, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit here and if, you know, if I can help in any way, I will. And, and then this man comes and, and he sort of, he's like, is there somebody else who's going to sit here? And he seemed a little uncertain and, and then he sat down and he actually was a delighted grandfather. He was oh. thrilled to be sitting on a row. Mm-hmm with this young child and the the four of us had this great time yeah isn't that interesting <laughs> well it's all attitude it's on how you're gonna be when you are with that person you know make up your mind before you get there <laughs> that it's gonna be a good ride you yeah. know and and as we all know train or plane rides are becoming a little out of hand right now <laughs> lots of crazy stuff it's just another example of the anxiety the world is experiencing yeah. for a host of many reasons yeah. and it really is you really do have to practice pre-paving your experiences yeah. so that you think about what a good experience it's going to be yeah and if something annoying happens that it's just a small annoyance. It's just a glitch in the in the matrix for a moment, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be the end all and be all. Yeah. And be kind to those people because yeah. they're you don't know what they're going through. Yeah, you know? and sometimes we're going to learn things about ourselves. I mean, I had I mentioned my friend Syed, and and the the, the long uh, uh, a condensed version of the long story is that we had never met in person mm-hmm. until we met in downtown Lawrence because. The way we had connected had to do with with my work in suicide prevention and a project he was doing in Great Britain. We connected through the internet. We had over the the how long did we know each other? Three years, four years, whatever it was. Is um, we had had multiple Skype, you know, so video calls mm-hmm. about things and and this ongoing thing. And and um, I had 
sort of urged him to be in contact with some other people. And in fact, the project he's doing is a result of some of that. But nice. But but one of the things he's a, he's a family guy. He has two kids at home and his wife. And and leaving for three months was a big deal. And so his hope was to find a place where he could rent a bedroom from people, not live alone in a uh-huh. studio apartment or something yeah. during those three months. And so I had posted that on social media. Um, and and I think that somebody I know learned something about themselves that probably they want to think about now. Um, this person said, "I think I could I could provide this." Um, you know, I want to ask a couple more questions, and we, we went back and forth. And then one of her questions was, "Is he Muslim?" Nothing prejudiced. And I thought the fact. Well, one, I don't, I don't know. I've never it's, it's yeah, not anything it's about not a, it. Doesn't you know? And and so, but I thought, and my response to to the person was, well, my thought is that because you needed to ask that, that somebody in your life would not be comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. if if you had a Muslim person living in your household, and and let's just accept that. Yeah, and, let's talk you know, about that elephant. And in so, room. as opposed to, ha- I didn't, I wasn't trying to shame this mm-hmm. person. Right. Just like, you know, let's just, mm-hmm. let's, you know, it's, this is not going to work, you know, yeah. it wasn't clear to me. And, and I thought, well, this is a, this is an interesting learning moment Yeah. for, for, you know, all of us. In fact, in fact, I shared it with Syed simply because some of her questions were logistic questions that I had asked him. Mm-hmm. And then I said, yeah. this question came up. This was my reply. I hope it's okay. But I have already told this person it's really not going to work. <laughs> and so there was there yeah. was learning and there was appreciation and you know it's like that so that's good. Yeah. yeah. But hard stuff. We need to think about that. We need to be aware. You know, the, people are different. Yeah. That's what that's what we're all about here, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Being different. Yeah. I know that's my deal. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, but, and I was thinking about it, and you know, if we if we lived in in the area where he was working, if we lived in Johnson County, you know, so it was an mm-hmm. easier commute than from here, you know, then certainly we would have extended. And I thought, what a cool experience it would have been for this person and and their son to, to learn from somebody coming from mm-hmm. another country. And all exactly. Stuff, you know? But that's not what's happening. Yeah. So there we go. But it made me think, like, my I had one aunt, one of my mom's sisters, who always said that what she wanted to do is after her kids were grown and she never ended up doing this, but she wanted to rent rooms to, to, to college students. She wanted to have uh-huh. people in her house. Yeah. You know? That'd keep you young yeah. too. And, and interesting stuff. And I, you know, and, and just cause of Facebook, it's like, and I see like Bob McWilliams, who's this amazing person. He's at KPR. He's trained. He's like Harvard educated attorney. He's doing yeah. all these different kinds of things. And indeed he's one of those people who shares his home with graduate students that tend to be international uh-huh. students. Uh-huh. And it's like, how cool And learns from that, yeah. 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 And probably yeah. teaches them a lot about music. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that they do picks a few things up from him since yeah. he, that's his world. Yeah. Good stuff. Very good stuff. So you usually have some more than one thing that's going on as a big thing to your, your performance. You know, I really, I'm doing a couple of online classes right now, uh-huh. which are kind of fascinating for me anyway. One of them is learning to facilitate women's circles. Okay. And for those of you that don't know what a women's circle is, it's a safe place for 
um, things to be discussed, topics to be discussed with no judgment and no fixing mm -hmm. that if that topic brings up something in a woman's experience that, that is unsettling for her, that unless she asks for help, that we don't try to give her advice or fix it. Mm -hmm. And they're usually ceremonial in, in nature. And um, so I'm doing a online series to learn how to facilitate those. Mm -hmm properly. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited about that. Hopefully I will be able to start a women's circle maybe in June. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of a crowded month already, but you know, put the, the initial one out there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's exciting. And then almost four years ago, when I started really getting active in my law of attraction belief system, and not just reading books, but putting it to practice. Mm -hmm. um, I did an online series from Joe Vitale, and he's a law of attraction author. Uh, interesting guy, because he is, he makes his thing with the law of attraction is that you utilize the law of attraction to get what you want. And he is a perfect example of it. And he does it in a, in a fairly capitalistic type way. Okay. He offers workshops and trainings on, on all the time. And it's a typical sign up today for $39.95, you know, and oh, take this extra course for $5 more. Yeah. And, and so four years ago, my friend Beth Pine and I did this on a whim and we would get together and discuss what we had learned on the, on the modules. Uh -huh. And, um, and it kind of kickstarted a lot of stuff for me, uh -huh. including a really deep friendship with Beth Pine. Uh -huh. And um, he's offered a new one. Uh -huh. And so we signed up for it. Uh -huh. <laughs> so we're going to do it again. Uh -huh. um, it's again, it's, it's using the law of attraction, but he has the extra element in this one is using Honoponopono as a device and so it's, it's, explain what that is. Honoponopono. <laughs> it should have been better prepared. Many, many years ago uh, in Hawaii, a doctor, Dr. Liu, just, uh, started using this Honoponopono, which is a Hawaiian practice of forgiveness. And it's um, four phrases that you say over and over. And um, you, you learn to forgive yourself and forgive others. Okay. So the, the practice of Honoponopono will be integrated into the law of attraction in these modules. And so that was one thing that four years ago, Beth and I did. <laughs> so we had, without any instruction, we had just thought, wow, this is a really cool, this Honoponopono is a really cool element. Let's mm -hmm. incorporate this. So we have already done that. Now we're doing it in this online workshop and we'll get a, a little certification. This is we pass the test. So then are you, you and Beth going to be providing something? I don't know what we'll do with okay. this. I That's don't okay. know. And I was talking to another friend last night that we were, um, there's a, a woman in New York, and I'm not going to remember her name, but she has the practice of uh, practices the art of womanly pleasure. I believe that is. I think I know about this person, Tisha Colon. 
think yeah. there's somebody here who would Boy, I'm, I sure I yeah. should have been way more prepared for this, but it's kind of okay. off the cuff. But uh, the womanly arts or something, womanly arts. And um, she's been reading several books about women and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And we were talking last night how but we just don't get into the nitty gritty of this as much as we would like to, you know, and so we're kind of exploring that, that maybe we'll put a workshop uh-huh. together, very cool. utilize all of it. Right. And, and uh, so it's and, becoming very women centered. Yeah. And I would say just for people who, who don't know this already in terms of workshops, one, one venue that's an opportunity for anybody is the thing called the Lawrence laboratory that Katie winter does where anybody yes. in the community can teach a one session, about 90 minute class, small fee. Yes. Most of them are held in the conference room of the People's Bank location at 8th and New Hampshire. Um, online, you can find the Lawrence Laboratory and find out more about that to offer courses as well as to take them. They're not doing courses in the summer, but um, they will be doing courses again starting in about August. Cool. And we are at the end of an hour. Wow. There yeah. you go. Yes. Thank you to our <laughs> listeners. We hope that we've kind of jump-started something you've been thinking about. Um, you know, that maybe it's like, huh, oh, they were talking about that. That You know, actually, I've been meaning to, to learn about that. Yeah. That. Good. Good stuff. And getting Good out, stuff. smiling at people. It's going to be rainy joining. this weekend. It's a perfect time to get out and take a stroll downtown. There you go. <laughs> Buster Festival is the weekend after this is being premiered. And yeah. great stuff. So have fun. Be safe. Be kind. Be kind. So long. Thanks, Marsha.